What is the middle way? It's said to be a policy or course of action that avoids extremes. Without excess or deficiency, when between two extremes, choose the way in the middle. Seeking a reasonable path between conflicting extremes, such as an ascetic practice on one end and a loosey-goosey approach to life on the other. <laughs> Rumi, Rumi said, your hand opens and closes, opens and closes. If it were always a fist or a always stretched one, you would be paralyzed. So your deepest presence is in every small contraction and expansion. These two actions are beautifully balanced and coordinated as a bird's wings. There are many perspectives on the middle way, and today you are invited to contemplate four approaches. First, through Buddha's enlightenment journey, through the view of Confucianism, through Nagarjuna's philosophy and through Sotesan's teaching. Buddha's enlightenment journey. During Buddha's searching and practicing for six years, he had tried all kinds of well-known traditions and reached ultimate levels of practice. And even being near death, from his sometimes extreme ascetic practices. But he did not feel quite right with extreme approaches in those traditions. The Buddha finally, finally meditated under a Bodhi tree. He meditated there for seven weeks, 49 days. During this time, a young woman named Sujata offered him a bowl of rice milk. And this meal gave him the strength he needed to continue his quest and attain body, body, which means enlightenment. At the age of 35, the Buddha obtained enlightenment through his realization of the middle way. As for the middle way, Buddha used the analogy of a stringed instrument. Strings should not be too tight or too loose. Too tight, they will break. Too loose, no music. <laughs> the middle way. Madhyamika, Madhyamika, in Sanskrit, Madhyamika means central, middle way. The middle way in Korean is Chungdo. Can you say Chungdo? Chungdo. Can you say Madhyamika? Madhyamika. 
so this in Sanskrit and in Korean. The Tao of Chung. Chung in Chinese character means middle or mean. Doesn't the shape of this character look like the middle to you? <laughs> Buddha describes the Noble Eightfold Path as the middle way of moderation, the path between extremes of sensual indulgence and self-mortification. He said to his followers, monks, these two extremes ought not to be practiced by one who has gone forth from the household life. Now, let us have a brief review of the Four Noble Truths. We didn't know you're going to have a pop quiz today. Okay, what's the first noble truth? There is a suffering, and we talk about eight different kinds of universal sufferings. Second one. That is a cause of suffering, and that is an end of suffering, and lastly, that is a path for ending suffering. And for the path, there are eightfold paths. The eightfold path is the road map for the middle way between self-indulgence and asceticism. Okay, what are the eightfold paths? Right view. Right thought, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right dedication, right mindfulness, and right concentration. Right, right, right. How many times right? <laughs> Eight times. What does right mean here? Right does not mean the dualistic right versus wrong. Right means impartial, non-biased, and non-attached. Right means appropriate. Here is a story about the meaning of right being appropriate. Several kings in India were enjoying themselves at a big luxurious party with a delicious food, beautiful music and dance, a richly fragranced and mostly pleasant setting. While enjoying the party, the kings happened to debate what was the most pleasurable thing in the world. One said, seeing very beautiful things is the most pleasurable. Another said, listening to magnificent music and hearing the sweet voice of your loved one is the best. The king who loved to eat said, no, no, no. <laughs> Tasting delicious food, you can't top that. Another said, Smelling the fragrance of a rose is the most exquisite pleasure. The last king said, To me, the sensation of touching is the sweetest of all. The kings debated and debated among themselves and finally 
decided to ask the Buddha's opinion. The Buddha said, above all, above all, being appropriate leads to the highest pleasure and contentment. Because no matter how pleasant and how pleasurable something may be, if we use the sensory faculties excessively, the experience is no longer pleasurable. If you think so, nod. <laughs> For example, these days, our health is in danger because we eat inappropriately. We eat too much too fast. I eat too much too fast. <laughs> the Tao of eating. Many of us in America need to find the middle way by eating less food. But the starving children in Somalia need to eat more food. For them, that would be the middle way. Have you ever found yourself using your eyes excessively by watching something on a screen? <laughs> Having your ears open constantly, hearing all the sounds around us in the world. Buddha says we can have more lasting joy and fuller contentment when we use our five senses with moderation. Now, the middle way from Confucianism. In a Confucian text, Zhongyong, which is translated as golden mean, or a perfect moderation. Middle way means being appropriate with regard to when and where you are. The first, being appropriate with when. Middle way with the right time. Right time. For example, don't wear summer clothes in winter. <laughs> Engage in appropriate parenting according to the age of the child. Plant seeds in the right season. Don't miss the harvest. Know when you need to take a break from work. Second, being appropriate with where you are. Middle way with the right place. Right place. Don't speak, don't, don't seek quietness in a nightclub on a Saturday night. <laughs> in the temple, during the chanting meditation, let your voice be loud, but don't talk to your neighbor during silent meditation. The bathroom is the right place for taking a shower and being naked. The street is the wrong place, even when it rains. <laughs> Peacock poop on the temple deck is unwelcome, but in the garden, it is a nice fertilizer. 
you are a passenger in a taxi and a mom at home. Don't be a mother to the taxi driver and don't just be a passenger when you are with your family. As for being appropriate with regard to when and where you are, how much or how little, how fast or how slow, what is just right is not fixed. On a scale of 100, the middle way does not necessarily mean 50. 20, 30, or 90 can be the appropriate middle way. 나가르주나 나가르주나 is an Indian Buddhist philosopher in the 2nd century CE and lived about 600 years after Buddha passed away. Through his numerous writings, he articulated the doctrines of emptiness, sunyata, and developed the middle way, school, because of his ongoing development of writings and teachings and articulation, the middle way school naturally developed. Nagarjuna is considered as a father of Mahayana Buddhism. In India and Tibet, he was also revered as the second Buddha. Nagarjuna taught that the middle way is not possible without an understanding of emptiness. Can you repeat that sentence, please? Enlightenment as to emptiness guides, guides the life of the middle way. The middle way based on emptiness, that is non-discrimination. What does this mean? Prasna, prasna, pure innate wisdom is a non-discriminative state of mind. Prasna transcends dualistic and fixed perception and even transcends the concept of transcendence. From that place, from that place, rise discernment right right discernment arises for example if you are not if you are not strongly partial to either democratic or republican you are transcending dualistic idea about politics anyone is here you're transcending when we are attached to the idea that Oh, I dropped the dualistic perspective. Then what happens? We can be judgmental about those who hold their opinions. That is why the middle way is possible when we transcend even the concept of a transcendence. Is clear? <laughs> In other words, when we drop concepts language, labels, and beliefs 
from the resulting fully open impartial space, the middle way arises. Therefore, Nagarjuna's philosophy is that the middle way is not possible without an understanding of emptiness. When we are anchored in emptiness, we embody the ultimate middle way. The middle way is not a theory, but rather a life application. In the chapter, Grace of Heaven and Earth, Sotesan, our teacher, said, like the nature of sky and earth, in all our action, we should avoid becoming enticed by remoteness or closeness, intimacy or distance, joy or anger, sorrow or happiness, and ever keep to the middle way. He also said, you need not eliminate by force your feelings of joy or anger, sorrow or happiness. You need not eliminate by force your feelings of joy or anger, sorrow or happiness. Rather, I urge you to exercise your free frame of mind without constraint by applying joy, anger, sorrow, and happiness appropriately, appropriately, according to time and place, always making sure that you are not diverged from the middle way. In the chapter, Cause and Effect, he said, just as the weather is sometimes fine, sometimes gloomy, so too is a human being's spiritual energy sometimes refreshed and sometimes melancholy. And the surrounding sensory conditions are sometimes favorable and sometimes unfavorable. These are also natural changes in accordance with the principle of cause and effect. When a person who understands this principle experiences these changes, his or her mind will simply be just as it is, as unconcerned as the sky and earth. But for a person who does not understand this principle, these changes will disturb his or her mind, and he or she will never be able to grasp the middle way between joy and sorrow, between suffering and happiness. Thus, there is no limit to the sea of suffering. In one Buddhism, there are 30 precepts. Do you know how many precepts again? 30 precepts. The first 10 are for beginners and four of them refer to due cause. Due cause. Do not kill without due cause. Do not consume intoxicants without due cause. Do not borrow or lend money between close friends without due cause. Anyone ever done that? <laughs> so Tae-san said, do not smoke or vape tobacco. <laughs> 
without due cause. Well, I updated the scripture a little bit here. <laughs> what does this mean, without due cause? Who gets to decide? Who decide? You? Me? Your mom? Buddha? <laughs> this is how I understand. As a beginner, don't strive for perfection. Know your level and work at that level. Without due cause means apply the middle way at your own pace. Precepts are guidelines for your personal, personal journey because only you can determine what is due cause for you. You are empowered as to how you can design your practice. The path of middle way leads us to mindful, harmonious living. The practice of a middle way is both a gift and a responsibility. How do we pursue the middle way in the sometimes extreme worlds of politics, society, economics, and religion? In your every use of eyes, ears, nose, mouth, body, and mind, how, how would you like to embody the middle way? Let us take a moment to contemplate these questions. <laughs> 